You know what time it is. Welcome to the Rise and Grind Morning Show. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's your one and only the big homie, the one they call Miles Dixon. I'm definitely in the building. And before we get started, I'd like to say, Merry New Year! <laughs> Merry New Year! Can y'all guess what movie that's from, Merry New Year? No. No, what's that from? That's not even from a movie. It is. Merry New Year! That's from uh, Trading Places. Trading Places. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, kind of. Back 30 years on me. Hey, I mean, you you more than 30. Uh, that's what we were playing. You're right behind me. I'm, I'm definitely, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm older than you. No, what you look at. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> that was, that's good. He's I'm coming back. early. He's coming early? Okay, listen. Uh, <laughs> so inappropriate. So early. I'm immature. I'm immature. It's, it's early in the morning. Miles, it's supposed to be a new a new you. It's a new year. No, that's some fake people talking about. It's a new you. It's a new day. It's a, anyway, y'all. Today is a serious conversation, but I like to also congratulate before we get started. We got a new member of the Rise Ground Morning Show to come in and giving us entertainment from Atlanta. She's our entertainment correspondent, the one and only Shade. Oh my God! It's in the building. Well, she's not in the building. She's across the building, but we're gonna play her at nine thirty and ten o'clock. Uh, thirty minutes so y'all can get a glimpse of what's going on. So our time clock is gonna be hitting. We got some new guests coming aboard, and to the podcast family, we got uh, Tasha Page Lockhart is coming aboard. I gotta say that because it's gonna be jamming. But other than that, I'm different. You different. You different. You say Tasha Page Lockhart. Yeah, Tasha Page Lockhart. Tasha Page that's Lockhart. That's Lockhart's I'm different. Oh, something different. Yes, I'm exactly. Different. I'm different. Yeah, yeah, you don't know yeah. Nothing. That's, that's a great keep record. Talking. I love that record. Keep talking. Praise the Lord God. Keep talking. Uh, Jesus loved the crazy children. In case y'all don't know, the reason why everybody looking at their phones because we're looking at stats because we're gonna be talking about planned incarceration. It's a serious topic. Um, so if we if if you don't feel like listening to something serious get the hell off the line because we're gonna bring it to you today and the reason why i thought it was so important because of things that's been going on uh, of course everyone everyone here heard about the young lady who lost her life on grand river in detroit michigan no, it ain't. yeah the 50, you talking about that 50 year old woman 52 year old 52, woman. Yeah, yeah 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 she was she was killed um and it's like um calvin man he always he always is an advocate for boys Men and fathers. So let's give him a round of applause for what he does. Emmy, EmmyWorld.com. Um, Calvin is here. And we also got a gentleman who, he, he, also, Calvin is a father, he, a father and a husband. He, he is a man, he's a, he, he, he was a husband. 
He definitely a father. Byron Williams is in the building. Yeah. I don't know about like that leader. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. Uh, Why did you say what? Because he, he's not married. Right, damn, but he still is. Husband. No, he's not a husband. No, he's, I'm a, he's I was, still is. He's, he's a what? He's a husband. Y'all both messing up. Can I say it? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was married for twenty five years. They deserve a round of applause. Yeah, and I had three sons. I had three sons. See, y'all got me saying this shit. Yeah, no. But yeah, I was yeah, saying. It was a success, successful marriage. Uh-huh. That's good. And then uh-huh. we got divorced. Then we got divorced. <laughs> then we got divorced. Yeah. And we got the lovely uh, Brittany Chanel is in the building, y'all. Hey, Britt, Britt. Good morning. And then you got me. I'm just here. I'm Miles Dixon. Listen, so... um. Today, uh, the reason I, I've thought about this is because of what's been going on, and we have been losing a lot of boys. And who, who, none other than give give us better stats on uh, boys and the trouble, but also the solution to what's going on is Calvin. Man, Calvin, let's start it off with you. Playing incarceration. I'm not saying that was the main topic, but that's where it seemed like it's leading, it's leading uh, our our young men to. What do you think? Well. Everything starts in the house. It, it it it's it's it starts at the seed. It starts, you know. I was having this conversation um, a couple of days ago, and it really starts at the the conception, the inception, the seed, the house, the home, the environment. All of that plays a part um, in um, participating in the pipeline. Uh, people like to call it the pipeline, but it for me. Um, I don't look at the pipeline because, you know, I've been avoiding it my whole life. So I didn't really pay it any attention until I saw people go into it. But for me, it's it's the it's the household. It's the parenting. Parenting uh, in our community is very scarce. Okay. So when <laughs> so so for those who's watching, once someone goes into the system, they wind up seeing the, the, the gentleman that we you just heard from, Byron Williams. And. It's kind of, Byron, I can see how it could possibly be tough for you by you having your own sons. Um, but how do you feel when, when them young boys come through? Let me describe to you <laughs> all that hardcore gangster stuff that they talk on the street. First of all, I'm one of the first people they see when they come in. I work for a juvenile detention facility. And basically what it is, it's prison. It's prison for young boys, you know, until they graduate to go to the big house, uh, the most time they can serve is, say, 25 years under juvenile, 25 to 40 years under juvenile law. But when they come in, they, um, they're strip searched, uh, cavity checked, they're processed, photos taken, fingerprinted, and then they're told what they can and can't do, and then they're shipped to the, uh, they're shipped to the general population. And that's where you're going to find out who's going to be real, who's going uh, to be a punk. One of the things I tell them when you come in there, don't claim any gangs, don't tell what your case is, don't share none of your information because the world is so small, especially Detroit, but inside that cell, you kill somebody, that might be the, the guy's sister right next to the cell to you, and they're going to get at you. Wow. So when, I know you have seen things that – I know you had told me a story about um, a guy, he's like, man – He's like, damn, they're pure evil. Yeah. Um, can I tell him about the case or can I? Um, we can't mention any names, but I mean, it's not like it's. I, I, we can talk about the okay. kid that uh, that shot 
shot the five-year-old, the family. I can't mention his name. Even right. Media has mentioned his yeah. name. Uh, yeah. Good kid overall, but you can see the evilness on this kid. A lot of these kids are just pure evil, and, and people are not looking at the part. Like what he was saying. I'm sorry, sir. What's your name? Calvin. Calvin. What Calvin was saying, it, it plays a factor, you know, a factor in that family, but then sometimes it don't. And the one thing that this kid ended up telling me, one of the reasons why he did what he did, because his his father wasn't in his life. That's the first thing. Well, yeah. Uh, That's the uh, very first thing you hear. And, and we didn't have this conversation. That's the very first thing you hear in any criminal proceeding. The first thing they do is that when they bring them in, they ask them, where are your parents? And the first, the, you can see it a million times on a million interviews and a million videos. I worked at Calumet, brother. And when I worked at Calumet Detention Center, yeah. it was the thing that blew me out to go prevent them from going in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know exactly what you're saying because I remember a story where I was in the room with the murderer. They thought they was being slick and set me up, you know, they, you know, because they like to take the kids down. Yeah. I've never had to take a kid down in a year and a half. All my kids moved to a different mindset and a process that I was in Calumet. But the, the crazy thing was they set me in this room with this kid that everybody was tackling. I asked the kid, and it's a phenomenal thing. Uh, that you're dealing with, because the hardest thing for me to see was the young men in shackles. Yes. That was the hardest thing for me to see them put shackles on their hands and their feet. It's right? the closest thing to slavery that you're going to see. Man. So, um, <clears throat> hearing this, uh, Brittany, do you think, do, do you think, have you ever thought about it? Because the reason I definitely love the fact that it was on this show that Brittany be on, because Brittany and Tia both is an advocate for especially young black men. You know what I mean? And hearing that, Brittany, what do you think? What was going through your mind when you was hearing both of them saying what they were saying? Well, um, I agree with Calvin when he first said that it's the family, right? We don't have family structure anymore. So a lot of the fathers, a lot of these kids are grown up with no fathers. And... Um, with that, they don't have a sense of identity when it comes to that, because that's where you get your identity from is your father. And they're basically being raised by kids, stuff they see in the streets. Media has a really, really high um, influence on that when it comes to that. So um, you also Byron also said that the kid was a good kid. Right. So it's like nobody comes in wanting to be bad or, you know what I mean? So it's basically becoming a product of your environment. No one cares about me. So I don't care about myself. I don't care about life. And that is what I got from it. Like they feel like no one cares about them. Go ahead. Can I ask something? Uh, There's two things that um, I want to say is pretty much, you know, this such thing is truth and then that's fact. So a lot of stuff that we're saying is is truth. But the fact still remains that you got parents, you got two parent households. Some of these kids are coming there that are some horrendous murderers and carjackers, exactly and killers, and, uh, and and a lot of see a lot of people don't understand it. So they say, well, how does it start? It starts somewhere between the ages I say about nine years old. So if mm-hmm. a kid he elevates, he, first it starts with skipping school, and the skipping school usually starts with bullying. So mm-hmm. if he's avoiding a bully, so now he's skipping school. Now that he's skipping school, he's getting into, you know, some achievement stuff. So it goes into, like, shoplifting or, you know, smash and grab cars. And then what happens is it becomes a thrill for them. 
And then when that starts getting boring, that's when they start elevate. They start elevating to carjacking. So when you elevate to carjacking, now the thrill is even higher. And then the thrill beyond that is to kill somebody during the carjack. I would compare it to. I don't want to. It's to them what they say. It's like it's just an unbelievable feeling when they start elevating up that scale. And it's according to uh, Moffitt's theory. She's a uh, she's a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. and she talks about all of this stuff. You know how it just elevates. So they just what they're trying to do. They're trying to chase that high. It's a high. That so comes yeah, from. I it, wanted to go back to. I'm just gonna say it's the same as shooting a gun too. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like when you shoot a gun mm-hmm. and you see some see somebody get hit, especially the flesh fly off of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told it's a high that you get. It's like, ooh, I it's can't wait dick. to do the next one. It's, it's a, a dick. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Brittany. But that goes back into, like you said, with the psychology. So that means something's internally going on with them. Correct? It, it's I mean, because you, you mentioned... You mentioned that some of them come from a two two parent household, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you come from a two parent household doesn't necessarily mean that it was a healthy environment, too. This is true, right? And then you also said nine to what age did you say? I say it, it goes from nine to seventeen. So the the okay. the theory is the younger that they start, more than likely. The younger that they start, more than likely they're going to end up being a career criminal. But, but if then, they start later, like a later adolescence, say fourteen, fifteen. They could grow out of it by 17, but more, most of your carjackers out here right mm-hmm. now that's doing the most of the murders and killing are 16, 17 years old. And I still think that it goes back to that internal thing, right? Because when you're nine and you're teenage and all that, you're going through all of these different emotions. You're still trying to figure yourself out, trying to fit in, trying to see where you go. Mm-hmm. Like all of that plays those factors into that as well. But some of it comes down to independence too. When you get to the age of 16, 17, I mean, we were always 16, 17 once before. I mean, you. I'm still 16. Yeah, about 16. Yeah. Uh, 16. That's a compliment, though. Um, what happens is. And a lie. Go ahead. Hey. <laughs> well, what, what happens is these, these, young, these young people, they want to be independent of their parents. You know, they're, they're old enough to know better, but they have to ask their parents for everything. So what happens is they start to rebel. That's not really a psychological thing. It's just they want they want their independence, but they don't know how to do it the right way. I would I would say that that yeah. still has to deal with psychology. I mean, because we've all dealt through that, right? Because it's, it's adolescence. You're a psychology major. I'm not. I just... I mean, it does because I think that people ignore that, that adolescence time in your life where you're you're going through all of these things and you're trying to figure it out the brain isn't even developed fully until you're like 25 i, I will agree that all <laughs> all black people and you're right you know the frontal lobe i took that class too. Yeah. Uh, the frontal lobe yes. is not fully developed until you're 25 the frontal lobe sounds like a sexual organ but go ahead well, that's because you're, you're absolutely disgusting but go on but uh hell may may forget yeah, I, uh, but, no but what you were saying is uh with us being black people we already go through some kind of ptsd from you know our life period so yeah i would agree on that but some stuff is um it's just trial and error now i'm gonna tell you this Mm -hmm. too we keep talking about young black men it's a lot of young black women that's locked up in there and i'm gonna tell you something they're the most treacherous things i've ever seen in my life i don't even man i try to stay away from them they man listen you're not breaking up no two young ladies from fighting Wow. Because it's, it's going to be scalp, yeah, they, they skin fighting. involved, and some of that skin is going to be yours and everybody. They, yeah. Man, they something different. Women are a little more vicious. Wow. That's why they kind of let, in school, they used to let the girls kind of fight. Cause <laughs> Wait till they get tired, then break them <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, because you're going to well, have hair pulling and all of that. But, yeah. 
You got to look at it. Let's 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 look at it before they get to nine. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it goes back home. Right, it goes, it goes, it goes back into the makeup. And so when we, yes. when the very thing that Brother Williams just said uh, is is such a pervasive thing that's happening right now. Uh, right now, uh, black women are being incarcerated at the same level as black men. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's very pervasive. Um, the 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 real process, if we look at it, right. It is procreation, and this is going to be heavy for a lot of people to accept, right? If we are culturally who we say we are, right, then the second coming has to come through the seed, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So if it does, if I'm disruptive of the seed, the seed carrier is the male, right? Um, The whole immaculate conception theory has been passed on. This one is going to be conception. Who's to say it didn't come and parenting was so bad that he died at five, right? Black boys five to 11 are number one in suicide, right? Who's to say that the wound, that he wasn't aborted? You understand what I'm saying? So when 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 I'm, what I'm getting to is our actions, regardless to... The system being here, right? The system plays a huge part. We like to say uh, real ignorant things. We'll we'll say things like when we see other cultures in the store, oh, that couldn't be my, you know, I just slapped the shit out of my, right? We have all these things where we are constantly attacking the child, right? And that builds an angry child. We say things about our boys. Oh, he just bad. Well, of course, if you take away his model, if you deny him access, if you don't participate in that boy's model or now the girl's model, yeah. if we're not present, um, of course, these things will occur. Um, I just think that culturally, we have to have a standard. This year, I'm going to be going in schools, classrooms and everything, um, whatever the budget is. Right. We're going to be talking about all ingredients count. And here's my point. Um, mother and father gets together. Regardless of how they get together, you can look at it from a standpoint, oh, we just got together on a hookup. She gets pregnant. Ah, in our society right now, within the culture and everything, we are constantly blaming a woman for the lack of birth control when a man plays a key point in birth control. Uh, First of all, anybody out there shooting um, in a wound that's just on a pill, you stupid, right? Because you can get pregnant on the pill. So that's just dumb. Right. Point blank. If we're not preparing our young men to wear condoms and things like that, if we're not teaching, uh, not even having the conversation around sex and allowing media and all these other things to play a part, we have created and the, and the brother was right. Some homes. Remember, when we was young. We would say when I give me some candy, it was one S O M E. Right. So that was the thing we used to do. Don't worry. Right. You see young. Go ahead. S O. So that's four. Uh, when you have a 70% single household rate, it's going to produce way more than S-O-M-E. So the the issue comes back to how come we can't get together? And the other part is, where is that melanin going? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right? And so if you are not cultivating a healthy process into the, the child, you are automatically expecting a miracle when the boy is in an environment and it's nothing but women. Yeah. That you know what, when when you put it like that, 
that's probably the most simplest way to put it. You know what I mean? That I didn't hurt. Because most people be like, well, shit, I, I, I mean, he need to sow his seed. You know, it'd be like, no, dummy. Um, I, I always admit it. The worst thing I could have had was uh, sex before I got married. And the only reason why, that, that probably had been the most deadliest thing, I think, for any, and I'm going to say black boy, because that's the environment I grew up in, for any black boy, I think the worst thing he could do is have sex with out knowing the results that can happen. I agree. And that's biblical, by the way. And that's biblical. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That that, that, that's biblical. biblical. Yeah. So, so the Bible? Yeah, the Bible. I mean, it's parameters, and it's parameters for a reason. Yeah. That's, that's all yeah, people just, don't understand because nobody crazy. wants to really talk about that. But right. that's it, a Anything topic. reading, right? Mm-hmm. Material. Everything reading. Mm-hmm. I don't care what book it is. My book, your book. Right. Some things in there are not always true, right? Okay. So that's any book. When you say not true to dealing with um, that particular for person. For the right, reader. Right, that, right, right. right. Oh, okay. For the reader. For their so perception. When I, pick up, when I pick up this book, the reader, right? Uh, you got, um, oh, man, I don't, I don't read, right? They they talked about reading is life, brother. If you're not understanding how important it is to pick up a book and read and learn something new, Ooh. you are not exercising your brain. That's another thing that we're hurting our children with, right, is because, uh, let's say, fathers impact the reading. So when a boy sees his father read, Mm -hmm. he reads, right? When a girl sees his mother read, she She reads. reads. So the influence has to come. Has to come, right? Right. So what are the girls seeing more than the boys? Their mothers Mothers reading. Right? And so cognitively, just cognitively, the maturity of the girl. This is why I dispute the whole frontal lobe thing because I know when fathers are involved boys are just as intelligent yeah boys excel at the same rate if not mm-hmm. more we built the world right. males you understand what I'm saying True. <clears throat> and and that is something that I believe we continue to take a step back on as men yeah. we don't fight for the value that we represent because we did some things and so we have to feel sorry for them. but you, what you got to understand is you got to fight for that value and because the boy doesn't see the father or the man fighting for his value yeah, they don't either. They don't either until they get out here in the world. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm watching my sons go through it. Right. You know, okay, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out in this world. I'm in this world. Like, man, dad, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, you was protected. Now you out here. You're not in that environment no right. more. You ain't coddled no you more. Don't you don't coddle you, no more. Yeah. Get the breasts out the boy mouth. Let some men handle these boys. Take the titty out the mouth. And, and let's, oh, let's, let's get to work right. on the <laughs> culture. Not this pimping, not this procrastinating, not this player shit. Let's get the men involved with the boys and let's reshape the culture. Right. I totally agree. No, yeah. I, no, I agree. Can I, can I unpack this a little? Most bit? definitely. Go ahead. Right, That's what we're here for. All right. So listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in a little deeper and hopefully y'all can follow me down this rabbit hole. Talking about protection. A lot of these young men are in this uh, position that they're in. Not because they did something wrong, because the mother now has a new boyfriend, mm. and he has moved in, and the boyfriend is threatened by this 16, 17-year-old kid mm. that's about six foot six five, and this man can't run amok in his house because this boy is keeping order. So what ends up happening, it, be, it becomes an argument, it becomes a fight, and then the old punk-ass man called the police 
on this kid before anything even happens and stages it. Next thing you know, this kid is being arrested. So now he has this arrest on his record. Or sometimes they actually physically get into a fight. He don't want him there. We had a situation there um, recently. Y'all seen it on the news where um, the, the kid was protecting his mom. He kept telling man, don't put your hand on my mama no more. Right. Guy came back. Boom. Kid handled it. But now he's locked up. Wow. See what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we have to also some some of these mothers got to be held accountable yeah. too with the type of guys that you're dealing with. And first of all, I'm, you know I understand that a mother has a right to date whoever she wants to date. But when you have kids of a certain standard that's in your household that's gonna hold you accountable, you need to do that outside your house. Yeah. Go to, go to his house. Go to that man's house because so, these boys they're getting so upset. One kid told me his mama picked. All the boyfriends over all the kids, and 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 the result of that, there's several of them that don't have the same father, and out of out of numerous amount of the kids, majority of them have been in and out of prison. Wow. So you know, it's like you said, it's a family thing. It's, no. a, family, yeah. it's a it's a value thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because obviously the mom doesn't have any value for herself, right? Because well, uh, if that, I mean, she's putting her, she's putting her, I said that, yeah, wow. but my but, reason for saying that is because you're, you're obviously, you have a son, okay? So you need to be mindful of one of who you're bringing around your children, that's first and foremost. So clearly these are the men that you're attracting and you're bringing that into your household. So now that's saying something about you, right? Deep calls unto the deep. But she never had a father. And it goes back to that family thing, right? It goes back to the family she and the value. Again, that's that father. So culturally. Gives you the identity. Your father gives you your value. So it goes yeah. back to family, which is what we in our community culturally are lacking. Our kids are having kids as kids. I'm glad we got a you woman know, on here. <laughs> we having kids as kids. Like, it's okay to have kids at 19 and 20 years old when you got all the other cultures that are going late 20s, early 30s. And it's also like, hey, you got to be married or you have to be with someone. You can't do this by yourself. Us? No, I'm single. I'm independent. I can do this. This is what we're preaching to our young people. And, and, and you are celebrated and validated consistently for your independence, right? Women. Which, right? Women and, and men. And men being glorified for being pimps yeah. and being players and right. having as many women as they could possibly get. Right. And so when you buy into these narratives, right, the seed is corrupted. So the soil for where I plant my seed <laughs> is corrupted. See, because if if it's about love, we're not making children out of love. We're making children out of lust. So if it's about marriage, the culture itself creates a unified front. The reason why culturally you can't get unity is because you're not even unified in the procreation state. So in order to create unity, right, it takes two people. Brother Byron said he was 25. He did 25 in a marriage. I did 20, right? In that process, our kids are different solely because yes. of that, yes. right? And I listen, and I, I'll state it again. I'm married, but I didn't want the divorce. Most men would rather not get it. I didn't want the divorce. Yeah, men don't get married to get divorced. Right. We in it. We in it to win it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I, I didn't. I, didn't I think everybody's kind of going in it to win it. Not no, really. No, 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 they're not. I would say probably now it's probably no, different, no, but I don't not. know. I don't yeah. know. You have to. You have to. Well, just back to that story. That's the mindset that you should have. But right? just back to his story, right? Yeah. She was looking for that environment 
because she lacked that environment. See, mm-hmm. we naturally look for things that should be natural to us. Yeah, It should be a two-parent household. What we have done is after the first situation, we realized, oh, it's nothing. And I'm so used to being independent and single, yeah. I fall back to my singleness. Yeah. There's a lot of men out here who uh, don't marry, yeah. right? Absolutely. Hold on. Yeah. Listen, it's not 30. We'll be right back. Hold on to that thought, Calvin. We'll be right back. Oh my God. 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 Oh my Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my Oh my God. Oh my God. All right, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Shay. Oh, my God. And I'm so happy to be reporting to you the entertainment news right here on the Rise and Grind Morning Show. Make sure you go check them out on simplypodcasting.com and check your girl out at Shay Oh, my God on Instagram or any social media. We're going to get right into it. So Slater Vance, you might not be familiar with the name, but that's Courtney B. Vance, the actor, and Angela Bassett's son. Apparently, he had a nasty trick that he played on his mom where he told her that Michael B. Jordan passed away at the tender age of 35. Well, Angela didn't take too kind to that. She grabs her chest in excite or not excitement, if you will, but disappointment and disbelief about what he was saying as far as Michael B. Jordan passing away. Now, you got to remember, she just went through a lot dealing with uh, Chadwick Boseman passing. Now, here you go with Michael B. Jordan. Well, needless to say, it was a dirty joke. He has since deleted the post, but not before social media grabbed that thing and reposted it everywhere. And he's receiving a lot of backlash from it. Since then, he has apologized, but um, no word from Michael B. Jordan or his family or whoever in regards to this. But we'll keep our ears open and find out what's going on. In other news, if uh, speaking into existence was a couple, then baby, Angela Simmons and our boy Yogati is that couple. Yeah, at midnight last night, our girl put it out there that she was with her boo, Mr. Gotti, yo Gotti, if you will. Yeah, they stepped out, beautiful fireworks, champagne, beautiful vehicle. They was dressed, hey, to the T, baby. And if you don't know now, you know, you better go check out Angela Simmons' uh, Instagram page because she is showing everything. And her caption says, baby, you are everything I need and more. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm just happy they did it about dark on time. That brother put it out there that that's what he wanted. Guess what? That's what he got. I like a brother like that. Hey, anybody out there like that, call me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways, in other news, Billboard put out their best um, building artists of 2020s. And there were five artists that did that. They killed it. And I just want to give a kudos to them. Real quick, number one was your boy, The Weeknd. Hey, shout out to you, The Weeknd. And congratulations on that new kidney you got. Man, he is number one. He is top. He is doing a doggone thing in the 2020s. Also, number two, our boy Drake. We love Drake. Who doesn't like Drake? Anyway, Drake is on that list. Number three was Post Malone. Number four was Taylor Swift. She's the only lady that made it. So shout out to her. And number five, last but not least, was Mr. Harry Styles. That was Billboard's top five artists of the centuries that's been doing their thing in 2020. So congratulations to them. Hey, this is your entertainment news right here on the Rise and Grind Morning Show. I'm your girl, Shay. Oh my God. Go check me out on Instagram. I'll be right there for you. Hey, until then, we here every morning, 9 a.m. on simplypodcasting.com. Make sure you check them out. Back to the morning show. 
Uh, yep. That was our entertaining correspondent, Miss Shay. Oh my God. Oh okay. my God. Oh my God. So we, we're here talking about, uh, plan incarceration and we got uh my man byron williams calvin man and the one and only Brittany chanel is definitely in the building calvin um do you think this is a plan thing do you look at uh, the position where i'm you know the reason i'm focusing <coughs> on black males because that's that's the core group of people that i was raised around i know you had urban and suburban lifestyle you know what i mean um calvin is what you go i don't calvin he he be like Hey, boys are boys, and I totally agree. Um, but when I when I when I entitled the plan incarceration, I was looking at the situation that happened uh, in our city where there's black boys that's doing this. You know what I mean? They don't have a father in the household, and you are you are the, the you are the prime example of why uh, why we need to pay attention to our to our children your prime example of a solution so when i thought of this concept i was focusing on black boys but where do you do you feel like this is a planned situation like from the government from uh corporate america white america where, where do you think it was, do you believe it was planned so after during world war ii they found that women would go to work after they discovered that women would go to work every day after World War II, they start divesting in males. Everything starts shifting. Uh, and, and it came down in 64, the Food Stamp Act, to support the women mm. and families. 65, this is down the pipeline, 65, the Juvenile Act. 68, you come down to 68, um, the first kid, uh, first juvenile kid that went in, juvenile was never meant to be, it was supposed to be rehabilitation. Juvenile became... A business. A business. So uh, in 68, you have the the whole civil rights movement, right? Uh, you The Emmett Till situation, right? You have racism Ooh. at its peak, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 69, here come the criminal, Ronald Reagan, destabilized America with the No Fault Divorce Act. Wait a minute, Ronald Reagan did that? Yes. In 69? 1969. Wow. So September of 69, Ronald Reagan destabilized the entire family, right? But let's go back. Remember, the Moonahan report revealed that the black culture was still staying married and stick together. Mm-hmm. We had more long-term marriages. So you come out 69, No Fault Divorce Act, you throw in the women's movement, black women jumped out the window, black men start turning houses over because they're following the rule, right? And that put us in the streets, Wow. Right. Then you come with uh, men being drafted for the Vietnam War. War. Yeah. Right. So that's another destabilization. Then 1975, the National Organization for Women announced that all women would raise the children. Mm. So the National Organization for Women, right, during the feminist movement, the whole nine. And that time. That's we, when they came with the white women. Was, right. Uh, and that time you got the old girl going in a magazine, say she was going to get black women away from black men. You got all these. Wow. You got all these things that's occurring. Right. And then we throw in. So hold on. So so we throw in. But listen. So all of this happened. And women. So when women. A lot of women, black women, don't see the attack on men. They of course not. 
Okay. The attack on them as well. Right. Uh, yeah. In the feminist movement, black women like to attach themselves to movements that don't have nothing to do with them. Yeah. The feminist movement is one of them. Right. Well, yeah. Right. Because <clears throat> then now I have a voice. Right. Because what they found was it, it was a lot. And, and, and let's let's be clear. Right. As men, we we reap it what we saw we we put our hands on women mm-hmm. right we we as men we raped women right we mm-hmm. murdered women mm-hmm. we, you know domestically we did a lot of things right mm-hmm. so you can see how it was able to come in because from 69 that was september that the law was signed in january 1st 84,000 women filed for divorce 1970 mm-hmm. Right. So now you you destabilize the home that way. But guess what? I have the resources. You see what I'm saying? So he doesn't have the resources. She does. Wow. Right. At the exposure. Right. It's a whole. uh, It's a it's, it's just think about this. How many people are eating off of. This two parent versus the one parent. How many people are eating off the one parent household? Look at the economies. There's her economy, resources, uh, support, financial, food stamps, right? Look at child care, child care, all of that. Mm -hmm. Look at his murder, caskets, graves, army, navy, marines, right? You see where he's headed? Yeah. Right. Um, It's hard for me to go into the trades because if we get into the trades in the 70s, we couldn't really get into the trades at all. At all. So now everybody's yelling and screaming, let's go in the trades. But you had to almost give a leg to get into trades, electricians, pipe fitters. My grandfather was a pipe fitter. His son, my uncle Vernon, was a pipe fitter. They all was preachers, too. You see what I'm saying? So when you when you go into this whole dynamic these are the outcomes for buying into the pipeline is not just the single household. The pipeline is the system mm-hmm. in itself. But a lot of people avoided the system. So I'm glad you brought that up that that you said both of us pastors because I was told a lot of people said they were pastors to proclaim as pastors because it was e- it was easier for them to get in places because even white folks were like at least I could just get this nigga to bless the room. You know what I mean? So when I said that, when you said that, I was like, ooh, because it was said that a lot of people had to pass off as pastors, even on slave um, slave plantations, just so they won't get the lashes. See, you know what I mean? Because if they could read and things like that, they, they was less likely to get beat. But here's another piece to add to that. And I know Brother Brian wanted to time in. Uh, here's a piece to add to that. Did you know that during all that slavery, there were over 500 small schools in existence teaching reading? Mm. You don't get that information, right? Because you're not chasing that information, information, right? It's out there, but you're not chasing that information. And plus, we want to push slavery down as if, like I tell people, if we start, just think about this. If we start taking pride into what slavery done, Mm -hmm. We'll be better off to thinking. When we, every time we pull up to a stoplight, we should say, We did that. Mm-hmm. When we get into some air conditioning, we did that. When we step our ass on the elevator, we did that. Then we start taking some pride, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at, at, at for what it for what we think it was, it's just slavery. We don't even accumulate we don't even think 
the black people had the mindset to even make these things, but they made it out of necessities oh, because man. they got tired of burning their hands over hot ice, <laughs> fanning on mass. You know, it's a lot of things that came out of, out of, these things, yeah. out of yeah. slavery. Yeah. You know what I mean? We got, we got tired. It's like, man, you know, every time I try to cross this street, I about to get ran over. Ran over. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about you know? Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We don't take pride into none of that. Yeah. And and so Well that's it, not that's also not taught to us either. But they always they always show us the bad part. Yeah, but 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 then again, white folks will walk they'll ride up to a light and look at that building like we did that, not knowing that we was the reason why the energy was able to come in that building. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of things that we don't got credit for. Go ahead, Byron. So what he was saying, uh, Brother Calvin was talking about 1965, and he's breaking down all the statistics, and everything he said was absolutely right. But in all of that and all those statistics, the statistics didn't really say anything about the children. So what happened was, not saying you didn't do it, just society forgot about the children. So what ends up happening is, to to go back to the original question, is it planned? Yes, it is. Mm. Because like he was talking about the pipeline – to prison, and that starts at third grade. They go based off of the behavior. Yeah, yeah. They, they go based off of the behavior. I'm doing a documentary right now, and it kept, it talks about that, the making of a juvenile delinquent. Ooh. Mm. And, yeah, and what happens is they got to have somebody to keep going into these prisons that are privately funded to keep making product. So you start looking at your future prison employees mm-hmm. at eight and nine years old. So the ones that get out of it, okay, Good for you. But then what happens is the ones that do make it out of that pipeline to go to prison, you know, you still, like you said, the coffins, they're going to need the caskets. You still got bullets that's going to be made. It's so funny. A lot of these prisons that a lot of these prisons are making stuff that are detrimental to black men, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, coffins. uh, I did not know that they were making caskets. Um, Man, a lot of these places, man. I'm going to tell you something. Listen, when I tell y'all. I had a kid tell me something in there, and it, and it blew me away. He said, he said, Mr. Williams, why are you in here locking us up, man? He said, man, y'all, y'all treat us like slaves. I said, no, nah, I don't treat you like no slave. I said, you chose to be a slave in here. I said, but the truth of the matter is, I said, this is extended slavery. I said, the only thing is, I said, you're an inmate, which is a slave, so you can't move until I tell you you can move. You can't eat until I tell you can eat. I said, the only part about it, I'm on the other side of the slavery. I said, I'm the overseer. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, and, and I'm serving the same amount of time as you, except for eight hours a day. I said, I get paid, and you don't. I said, so, and if you don't change your life, this is going to be the rest of your life. I said, I have a choice. I can get another job. I can make other career moves. I said, I took this job to come here to try to help y'all. But the thing is, when you try to help some of these young men, they ain't hearing it. I had one kid tell me, say, hey, man, don't come down here with all that motivational speaking shit. We don't want to hear that shit. He said, what you need to do, Mr. Williams, you need to go out there and get paid to speak. We don't want to hear it. I was like, damn. And nine times out of ten, he probably didn't have no father in his life. Well, a lot of it is just don't care. They, a lot of well, it there's is no hope. Either. And again, back to how let's go back to how it was made, right? Let's let's pretend that um, me, you, your mama being a side piece, and I'm coming through the door Ooh. as a player, and that see, let's pretend like that doesn't exist, right? Um, And again, my life story is full of some of these instances. So let's pretend that um, 
a young man, uh, what is what my man said, what the song said, a child is born with no state of mind, Man. blind to the ways of mankind, mankind. Right? right? So, look at, look, at, look at Brittany, Brittany, like, what thing? Google it, Google it, <laughs> right. right? No, it's right, but right, but <laughs> in that process, right. We didn't value the marital process. We didn't value how we were creating our children. We never had to look at. We looked at circumstances and not legacy. And so when you look at circumstances versus legacy, that's another another part of the, the, the pipeline that it works against you. Because what it knows is if I put it on this. It's going to have an effect on you because you don't have the guidance. The prison is daddy. Mm. Shout out to um, Sheba hey. Webb for checking us out. Also, Brittany Chanel checking us out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't say the last name, but shout out to Alexandra. Uh, Sean P said good uh, good entertainment news. My man D. Gunn said they need the corporation of Sun Men for this supposed plan to work. He could, he he, don't, he no longer use the word the N word. He say Sun Men and Sun Women. I like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and I forgot what he, I think he called white people pasty. Anyway, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Richard, uh, Richard, wow. Richard, 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 Richard. He said yeah. he, instead of calling them derogatory names, he come up with real names. Uh, Richard, well, Richard, language is important. Yes. Richard, he said, good morning, y'all. Great topic. So, on, the, on that note, what you were saying, though, uh, Prince's Calvin. Daddy. Prison's daddy. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny how we don't, um, my man D. Gunn's been talking about, what's the, what's the word? Um, incarceration. Uh, what's with the uh, industrial complex. Right. The industrial complex of prison. When he when he said it, and it was years ago, and people don't understand, like, a lot of times also we, also we are influenced by music, right? And yes, and our first me, Calvin, and Byron's encounter with music, they were saying stuff like this, you know, Run DMC. It's like that, and that's the way. But I thought that's what it was birthed out of too, right? It was both, that that it was, was their way, their was form of expression of to right. tell what was going on, right. yeah, and but, then but it we switched. Then it turned to lies. When it, it became a gimmick, and it, now we can make money off of it, and it's it's fronting. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. It's a lot of front going on in rap in the rap industry. Yeah. There are a lot of guys being rewarded for negative behavior, but they don't understand. Just like everybody that takes, I got a dollar. I hand you a dollar. I hand you a dollar. I hand you a dollar. Now, where did I get that dollar? When I gave you that dollar, right? I took that dollar from someplace. The drug dealers, yeah. right? Fed the feds. No one wants to acknowledge the fact that you sold dope, took the money from the community and turned around and gave it back to the feds. How many millionaires made money off of dope and gave back to the feds? And All so, the time. We, so we don't understand again. That is just a little too much for him, Mars. Right, right. I'm a swag this year. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's a little too much for him. But the the process is. The process is the prison play the daddy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The resources come in and play the mama. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Together, they develop prisoners. Right. Yeah, because I'm glad what you said because mm-hmm. it's the same thing what I told people about slavery. Um, the government let the drugs in. That's who brought the drugs into the community. The government gave it to the dope dealer. The dope dealer made the money for them. Then they came and collected the money. They came yeah, basically because the they, they sold it to their community. And so they now, off their community. And now America is the biggest drug dealers in, in the, the world. world. And I, I tell people this all the time. Yeah. I said, 
y'all talking about that's evidence. Now, now that the cases are gone, where the money at? Did they burn it? Mm-mm. No, no. It's, it, used, it's being used for different political strategies. It, exactly. Uh, it's bait. But how do you? My, my question to all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. What are the steps you take? to avoid what are the steps you take to get beyond so you can be a creator and a solver so right because the the conversation um we we can go on and on and on but what are those steps because again are you ready or are you willing or are you able to take the steps to provide for your legacy for generations to come it can be done. It can be done. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think what we need to do is shut the hell up and just do it. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Though. I think hey, we just need to shut the hell up. I'm gonna tell you. I say invest in me. I've been doing that. What's not being utilized is why these kids are locked up. You got them. You got them. They're locked up. The prison system is. First of all, first of all, didn't they take the library out of the prison system? It depends on where you're at. Okay. They will allow you to have books. Some of that stuff is not true about the weights and all that. It don't matter because they're going to do the push-ups. They're going to get bigger with push-ups using their own body weight anyway. But mm-hmm. what's happening is they're still operating the prisons in a way where they try to take so much away from you, even with the kids. These kids, I'm going to tell you something, man. These kids are so smart. Listen, they're smarter than a locksmith. I've seen these kids pop out of their cells where they put deadbolt locks on the outside of the door. That kid sitting in that, in that cell, and he counts, and he calculates. If I shake this door 175 times, that'll allow this lock to slide across. I got all day. And then when, when I hear that sound and I hit this, click, they popping out. I don't care what you do to them cells. They're getting out. So you know what you need to do? Bring some locksmith in there. And, 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 <laughs> Well, let them le- let them learn the locksmith trade. Well, what I've what I've learned, you see what I'm saying, well, what that I've goes le- back to the whole creative process, right? Yeah. With the, some of the schools, because the schools are actually helping train for the prisoners as well, right? Because right. they're not allowing kids to be creative and to to use their yeah. mind. And, and then you got an argument that men don't want to be teachers, where in Africa, seventy percent of the teachers are men. men. That's what I'm, it's a lot of men that want to go into teaching and things like that. But that's a, another thing too. The schools are helping. Well, they don't. They know they can't make. The see, the thing is about making money for. Women flossing, right? Exactly. Right. I got a floss for this woman. But but. again, that goes back to like you said with media, yeah, having the influence and them believing like this is the way it should be. You should be like this, or you should be like that. Well, everything is every. We just had this conversation. If you got sixty-one thousand fake booties. Right, only one gonna get a only husband. Only one gonna get a husband. All right? the rest it, of them is models on IG or wherever. Exactly, but as a, in, in our community, we're still having these conversations of what a man looks like, what a woman looks like, what a man's and supposed girls, to do, what a woman's like. We're still having these juvenile conversations. Twerking. They they seven being, eight years old on cheerleading teams twerking and that's being glorified. That's terrible. That's being glorified. And we call and we want to that. See, that's the thing I was saying. And then you can go ahead and read that, Miles. But that's the thing I was saying. We everything we claim is black ain't really black. That you can handle. I agree. Didn't yeah. A lot of stuff didn't start with. Well, what D Gun said, um, Byron, um, we, he you you confusing being sneaky with being smart, which I can see the point. Okay, well, no, no, no. I don't no. think that's, that, that's sneaky. Let me, tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay, so 
this this is where I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna show you. Well, when I say when I say when I understand what he's saying, when I say I understand what he's saying, I'm saying that to do that is that you said it, he has time. Yeah, right. But if he being being smart with it is not having time and being able to understand what it takes and do it. You understand what I'm saying? But, I, I hear you, but uh, I'm there. I'm, I hear you, but right. I'm there. But yeah. what, I, what I'm saying to you is that you gave an example. No, no, no. But I'm just so let me let me paint the picture a little bit better. Okay. You got a team of locksmith and welders, white guys, come in, <coughs> put plates mm-hmm. over the lock, uh-huh. put a plate on the outside of the lock. These guys come with tools. They went to school, skilled right. trades. Right. You got a kid that's sitting inside of the cell. Yeah. He ain't got number all day. Yes, it's sneaky. Yeah. And it's smart. No. There you go. Let me I, tell you something. I agree. I, you know, I, you know, it's, you, I agree it's both. both. Yeah, it's both. It's, so what I'm saying is the biggest problem with what as adults, we keep discounting these kids. Because, Amen. Because, exactly. because, because, they're, because they're locked away don't Amen. mean that they're not intelligent. Right. Just because you don't have a high school diploma don't mean that you don't have intelligence. You know, Most definitely. I'm going to tell you something. These, I, I know that for sure. I'm going to tell you something. Some <laughs> of these kids are genius. I, I sat there. I had to stand there with the locksmith as he was putting the thing on the plate and all this other stuff. And it was white guys. They was nervous as shit. They man, you should have seen these they were scared as hell. The one kid said, he sat on he sat on his monkey said, Hey, you know we're gonna figure this out, right? He said, Go on ahead and close. He said, I haven't figured out by the end of the day. Man, them kids, man, I'm telling you, within 24 hours, they was popping out them locks. I'm like, so all that education and all that skill trades and all that school did not diffuse what they were trying to do. You see what I'm saying? But so that was, was a prime example, right? Like, you just, he just said you're confused and sneaky from smart. Why was that being sneaky? That was just him being intelligent. To me, to me it's not. <laughs> you know, that's like calling, oh, he's being bad. No, but baby, he was being just, very observant, but too. That's my it's point. Also, that doesn't necessarily mean he was being sneaky, in my what, opinion. What Byron's point is, feed them. Exactly. You got so them there. They, you got them there. So feed, but they won't because when I was at Calumet, like I told you, they wouldn't even let us let us take the boys in the library. Yeah, they give you these book A, B, C, one, two, three, three, four, five, six, and you got a bunch of kids that can't read. You giving them this. I'm glad you brought right. up ABCs because I'm talking. I'm gonna talk about something. But uh, D Guns and Rose said the the Monahan report exactly. warned that if the country did not invest in black men, these single mothers ran households would destroy the Sun community, meaning the black community. Mm-hmm. He was called a racist. Exactly. And and the, the truth the truth of the matter is, now today a brother in Atlanta that's over fatherhood adopted the Moonahan report, called it the Moonahan Institute. What it was, what the what the deal was was the Moonahan report told the devil, don't invest. That's all the Moonahan report did. He watched, saw that we were having success this is the only way that right. we could not have success is divestment. Again, the government divested under these uh, these these scams of policies, and they did it again. We just had the conversation when George Bush them dropped the No Child Left Behind. How many children did it leave behind, and how many people bought into it just for the check? And with No Child Left Behind, they was giving checks for ADHD. Right. So how many people lied and fit, said they kids fit into that, right? Right, mm-hmm. was on ADHD mm-hmm. and he was getting a check. How many times do we get to throw away? Look at the CPS, the Child Protective Services. Look at the foster care. There are thousands and thousands of thousands. 
thousands majority of black children in foster care. We don't even go get them out of that. And we prey on them when we foster, foster them. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you are giving them medicine and all that for stuff. the uh, dollar. The dollar. We it, see, and see, and that's where the whole snitching aspects and things mm-hmm. like that, because I, I'm you a weak ass person. If I can give you just a little, bit, I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you fifty dollars. You a weak ass person. We out here killing men and children and people for punk ass money. Yeah, and, yeah. and being locked up, and then we call that uh, goon. Goon is mm-hmm. a word for throw away a child. In yeah. my opinion, right. you're throwing away a person by calling them. I'm gonna call my goons. Mm-hmm. How many been set up? How many been called? to the prison just because I wanted to call. You You hit Brittany. I know what I'm going to do. I, I, I tried to point out to my son at school. The girl told the boy, and then I'm going to let it go. The girl told the boy, oh, you all of me. He said, get up out my face. The girl was like, what? He was like, get your ugly ass up out my face. He was like, I'm going to go tell my brother you hit me. He said, you're going to get your brother's ass knocked out. And sure enough, she went and told her brother, it's right in school, right? I'm pulling the boys in the classroom. He like, Mr. Man, he better not come around here. And she went and got her brother, brought him around. He laid his ass out right in the hallway. And, and the process was, damn. Right. How many been set up? And so I closed the door and had the conversation. I don't care if it's your mama, your brother, your sister, whoever it is, you better ask why before you make a move. This is true. Because they locking y'all ass up and they burying y'all. Yep. And my friends will tell you, don't go get nobody you love because they ain't coming back. This is the shit mm. that is making up. Culture. Yeah. So the the guns uh, the guns are <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah, I was about um, to read it, but you can go ahead. No. Um. Uh, the part where he said, uh, "Put the sun teen in a lock locksmith program, yeah. and he will fail." And I, the only reason I can see why he would say that because he wouldn't even want to go into a locksmith program if it was needed for him to go. Well, what other choices do they got? No, but, but, but no, yeah. I see what he's saying with that because if they are in prison, they just doing it. One, just to show, nigga, I could do this, right? But they don't do that when they out. Check this out. This is the problem that I have with society. Mm-hmm. See, we keep forgetting that we were young. Almost definitely. We keep forgetting, and, and, and B-Guns make some great points, but, but one day, even though you got that, you, you got that, we're just going to say, you know, that, that skill trade. You grow up. At least you got that. Get some letters behind your name. You might change your mind in 10 years and say, you know, I'm going to go back to the already notice, and then you do it again, right. and you turn it into a career. It, it goes back to what I keep saying. They keep discounting these young people. These people are not looking for these kids to grow up. Right. They're not looking for them to grow up. And truth be told, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and a lot of people are not going to like it. A lot of these people, when these carjacks and all this stuff out here, they want these kids to get, they want them terminated. They want them on the death penalty. Because here's the thing, if they come back out here in the community, they're going to do it again. They're not done. They're going to rape your daughters. They're going to shoot your sons. Yeah. So some people don't want them back out there. So while they're in there, rehabilitate them. Got you. Let's think about community. We'll talk about community when we come back. We're going to go right back into entertainment news. Entertainment news. We'll be right back. Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Oh my oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Oh my oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Oh my oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. All right. What's-
What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Shay. Oh, my God. And I'm so happy to be reporting to you the entertainment news right here on the Rise and Grind Morning Show. Make sure you go check them out on simplypodcastic.com and check your girl out. It's Shay, oh, my God, on Instagram or any social media. We're going to get right into it. So Slater Vance, you might not be familiar with the name, but that's Courtney B. Vance, the actor, and Angela Bassett's son. Apparently, he had a nasty trick that he played on his mom where he told her that Michael B. Jordan passed away at the tender age of 35. Well, Angela didn't take too kind to that. She grabs her chest in excitement, or not excitement, if you will, but disappointment and disbelief about what he was saying as far as Michael B. Jordan passing away. Now, you got to remember, she just went through a lot dealing with uh, Chadwick Boseman passing. Now, here you go with Michael B. Jordan. Well, Needless to say, it was a dirty joke. He has since deleted the post, but not before social media grabbed that thing and reposted it everywhere. And he's receiving a lot of backlash from it. Since then, he has apologized, but um, no word from Michael B. Jordan or his family or whoever in regards to this. But we'll keep our ears open and find out what's going on. In other news, if uh, speaking into existence was a couple, then baby... Angela Simmons and our boy Yogati is that couple. Yeah, at midnight last night, our girl put it out there that she was with her boo, Mr. Gotti, Yo Gotti, if you will. Yeah, they stepped out, beautiful fireworks, champagne, beautiful vehicle. They was dressed, hey, to the T, baby. And if you don't know now, you know you better go check out Angela Simmons' uh, Instagram page because she is showing everything. And her caption says, baby, you are everything I need and more. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm just happy they did it about dark on time. That brother put it out there that that's what he wanted. Guess what? That's what he got. I like a brother like that. Hey, anybody out there like that, call me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways, in other news, Billboard put out their best um, building artists of 2020s. And there were five artists that did that. They killed it. And I just want to give a kudos to them. Real quick, number one was your boy, The Weeknd. Hey, shout out to you, The Weeknd, and congratulations on that new kidney you got. Man, he is number one. He is top. He is doing a doggone thing in the 2020s. Also, number two, our boy Drake. We love Drake. Who doesn't like Drake? Anyway, Drake is on that list. Number three was Post Malone. Number four was Taylor Swift. She's the only lady that made it, so shout out to her. And number five, last but not least, was Mr. Harry Styles. That was Billboard's top five artists of the centuries that's been doing their thing in 2020 so congratulations to them hey this is your entertainment news right here on the rise and grind morning show i'm your girl shay oh my god go check me out on instagram i'll be right there for you hey until then we here every morning 9 a.m on simplypodcastic.com make sure you check them out back to the morning show And we are back, y'all. Welcome back to the Rising Grind Morning Show. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Today we are talking about none other than planned incarceration. I got some great people with me, of course. It's me, myself, Miles Dixon's in the building with the one and only uh, Calvin Mann, Barbara Williams, Brittany uh, Chanel, and we are here. So we were talking about community, right? So when you deal with community, Calvin made a point, um, Byron, when it first came out, the situation first came out. Calvin has said 
that they're going to catch this young man simply because of fascinating things, simply because of the community that he's in, right? Mm -hmm. So, Calvin, can you explain that? So, tax-wise, tax base, you cannot afford people in Rosedale, who is a high tax base, for crimes not to be solved. That's America. That's why they don't solve a lot of yours, because you're not a high tax base. You're a dependent tax base. Um, You this is why they you know, if it's a situation, um, I mean, just I mean, the, the, the shit that you see from this perspective. Right. I mean, she was in Rosedale. That's where she lived. Right. Right. And so that community has bankers. Everything in there. Lawyers, judges. Lawyers, judges, everything. So they got to find him, right? They got to bring him before the people. He had no choice. He had to turn himself in or, you know, do what he needs to do. But when they catch him, he is no, he's no peace. No, no, what's name? Because they got to make an example out of it. The other process on the opposite side of that, it says so much about our culture, accepting that this is a norm. We accept, we talk about other cultures. We accept our insurance rates going high because of crime. That's parenting. We accept um, our schools where our kids can't get education, where they're fighting. That's parenting. That's parenting. We accept uh, uh, domestic violence and, and constant abuse and bullying within our culture. That's acceptable. Then you expect the kid to go through all of that. And be okay with them. And then come out and be okay. And then that's why we got involved with that age group. And we're going to even get younger when they decide when we knock on the right door to fund us, we're going to take them from three to 24. And then that process. When you say we, we say we explain to the people who just not tuned in, who is we? Uh, encourage me. I'm young with fathers <laughs> as the mentors. That's right. Right. And, and, and making sure that we restore family through that process. And, and that's what we do. That's what we've been doing. And that's what I've been doing for 37 years. And all my boys are husbands and fathers. I don't give a fuck what y'all, excuse my language. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what y'all got to say about me. My outcome speak for itself. And a lot of you bag chasing. You know what I mean? I'm not bag chasing. I'm results chasing. The bag got to come with it because God promised that. And the whole process in getting the bag, my goal is 10 cities, 100,000 boys, $10 million. We're going to make that happen. But the process for that is the restoration of family. We have to have that. And I understand that not everybody, they're not going to fund their problems because I've been told that. So we, you know what I mean? We're going to service these young people so they can be productive members. Of society. So speaking of that, did you see where um, Tank was on Drink Champs and he said that it's easier for Stan Smith, who is a gay white male, to say, stay with me. But if he said it, it wouldn't get no airplay. He said the most dangerous thing for white America or America is to, for a productive black family. And that's very true. Black family to love each other is more dangerous than anything for other people who have options. They, they funding this shit. That's right, why they don't right. want to show They funding that. it. They, you you making a millionaire, billionaire, the whole nine. Anybody anybody black investing in, in, in prisons and whatever, you need your ass whooped. Right? And, and that's across the board. I don't care who it is. Right. Anybody black, I don't care. If you buy stock to, what's the name, you are incorporating, I don't give a fuck how good money it is. I don't care. If you invest in the prison system, mm-hmm. you are investing in the minds of your own seed. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Right. And so that's where we have a right. 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 This is 2023. You have a right as a culture to take care of your culture. It is not racism for you to take care of your people in your culture mm-hmm. and pull them out that system. And you get on the backside of some of this stuff. Get out of these. Pe- you you ever seen a Chinese person at a soul food? Stop buying Chinese food. I cut Chinese food off a long time ago. Wow. Cut mm-hmm. that off. Stop mm-hmm. buying Chinese food. They don't even buy your food. They don't even service your, your restaurant. Yeah. Stop buying to other people's stuff and they don't buy into yours. You ain't seen. If they not buying your food, don't buy theirs. It's that simple. It's, yeah. it's not personal. They telling they people, uh, don't mess with them. Uh, yeah. Don't buy into them, right? They definitely do. They That's what they tell them. And they come and get that money. So what you have to do is create products around everything that you can pull the money from them and keep it in-house and teach and train. But the process is, what happens is, is again, you like shiny things. You got to get out of the shiny thing mentality. Because if you like shiny things, they're going to make sure you have those shiny things. And guess what? You're going to throw away a 25-year marriage just to be on Instagram. Tell me Tia Mari didn't just throw away her whole family. And all of a sudden, every time you cut on her her Instagram, she on there twerking, tweeting, showing, taking pictures. All her shit on Instagram. Well, that's what I was saying about the whole thing with Sierra. I'm like, girl, you married now. And I see you twerk more now that you're married than you were when you was out here single. For people to see it. You know why why the women are doing that? They're advertising for the future potential husband that... uh, They're not going to get. Exactly. They're not getting one. I want to say something in regards to what you were talking about. I had an epiphany lately. Um, Something happened to me where... I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in deep, and it's all it's all tied into the incarceration thing. I've been in law enforcement for a minute, and I used to tell these kids, I think we gotta stop lying to these kids. Let's stop lying to these kids. About everything, about though. everything. Stop lying to these kids <laughs> that if you stay out of trouble, you get a good education, you get a good job, that you're gonna get a piece of the American pie. A That's lie. a lie. That's a lie. And I'm gonna tell, <laughs> That's I'm, a lie. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. So, and it is a bold face <laughs> That's lie. That's a bold face lie. We gotta stop lying to them. So. Just as it works in the incarceration system and prison system with keeping young black males inside of a prison, they do the same thing for black males such as myself. So I was going through the hiring process for Oakland County Sheriff, mm-hmm. you know, try to put myself in position, you know, to try to go up the political realm. Do you know the shit that they took me through? They thought it was a big deal, but it was nothing to me. I was like, man, listen, I don't have any priors. I don't have any liens. I don't have any warrants. I don't, I mean, what else? So they, you know what they did? What? Went to your high school they, well, no, they got They got thorough. But this is, anytime that you call the police, mm-hmm. even if you're a good Samaritan, when you go through a background check, it comes up as like car accident. Wow. And then they said, well, what about this car accident? You know, on this, this, this I said, like, motherfucker, I what no about it? That's what it says right here. I said, no. I said, what it was, there was a car accident, and I called, called. the police. Oh, what well, it didn't say. I said, it says it there. You're just, it you just reading it to me differently. They, they want to read it to you differently. So, mm-hmm. so check this out. My account got hacked a couple years ago. I go to file a police report. So when it comes up on a report mm-hmm. on your on your your background check, it says bank fraud. Well, tell me about this bank fraud. I said my account was hacked, and they stole like $2,000 from it. Oh, okay, well, it doesn't say this. I said, you know what, sir? I said, what are y'all looking for? 
I said, because whatever y'all looking for, you're not going to find it. Long story short, man, go through all of that. And he knew it. He was just trying, you know, he was trying to fuck with me. So now we get to the end. I, I get the conditional offer. Mm-hmm. He calls me back two days later. Now, the conditional offer, sir, the offer came from a black man that was on the panel, uh, a Mexican guy, and a white lady. Mm-hmm. So you had the good old boy that did the background check. check. Probably, I'm gonna say he's probably 70 years old. I was probably his last, <laughs> his, his last, his last one. He's right. like, you know what? I'm gonna keep hope alive for my daddy and my granddaddy. Wow! And not let these motherfuckers come through here, right? Because he, he could be fucking chief over. Here. He can be. He could be. Or he could be a fucking John so, Coffee wannabe. So <laughs> what happens is when you go up and you keep your name clean. So it's the same thing for a, a black man or a black woman trying to excel to the top in law enforcement. They still imprison you. They keep you. That's right what here. all careers. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's really it's, <laughs> no, but in law enforcement and yeah. you talking about in a prison system. I can see like, how that. Well, yeah, because then you're you're getting the ability to start making changes and start coming in and, and exactly. messing with the system. You're, you're coming in and messing but, with the but system. But the point that I'm trying to make is we're sitting here telling these kids, keep your name clean, go to college, do this, do that. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm gonna say, I'm just going to say it flat out. Don't Which is that, still important. Don't none of that shit mean shit. You know what it means? Keep your name clean still keep, is keep important. Keep your name yeah, clean, yeah, your but name I'm going to tell you something. You ain't no fucking trophy for that. You ain't no trophy for that shit. Right. But I'm going to tell you what the trophy is, and I'm going to say this, Doc has always had it right. Entrepreneurship. Thank you, brother. That's where you need to be. So now that's what I tell the kids, man. Ain't worry about no job, man. You get out here and you create something, a service that people need. Yeah. That is the key. And we got to stop lying to these kids. Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. And in and, 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 and doing so, again, as a leader, this is why teaching the leadership is so important. Yep. As an entrepreneur, that's right. And you got to learn how to deal, lead, and guide everybody that comes into that business. You got to have a proper business. You can't be in the business cussing people out. You can't be in the business rolling your eyes. You can't just be leaning on the cash register talking nasty <laughs> on the phone. Right? You got to take pride in cleaning up the business. You got to mm-hmm. make sure that when the people come in that you can pass an inspection. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that these things are in place and being an entrepreneur. So th- therefore, being an entrepreneur, you can't be Lazy, lazy, yeah. and 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 so it, with learning those things, there's several. There's so many successful entrepreneurs. Now you have to hire your culture. Now, how do you hire your culture as an entrepreneur if everybody is on this individual shit? That's well, well, that's a good question. But here's the thing: I'll be honest with you. I, I believe I've always been good at building a team. In building a team, you have to let them figure certain things out for themselves. Everything can't be so dot, 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 unless it's instructional on how to get the job done. You feel me? Because they are still adults and they're human beings, so they have their own way of processing things. You learn the way to how they process it, and you you can, if you're a good leader, you can um, teach them in the form that they, how they think. You know what I mean? Um, when I teach graphics, I, I say, are you a family person? They're like, yeah. I said, so listen, file, edit an image. That's your mother, your father, your auntie, your uncle. You know what I mean? And anything that falls up under that, 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 that button is the attributes of their life, whether they a good person, they like whatever. So they be able to relate to it. Um, but people have to understand when building a team that everybody is not, everybody is not going to see your vision. And those that don't see your vision don't, 
tell them, okay, it was good working with you, but maybe this don't fit you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And being lazy definitely is, if you are lazy, your team will be lazy too, and it will show yep. by the things around them. I'm so glad I got a good team that would at least pick up pick up after themselves. Um, they might not do dishes all the time. <laughs> But they pick up at themselves. But the, the truth of the matter is, they 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 know what they know. And right now, we got a intern right now. He's learning how to do it. But he was here before I was. That's a good sign to me. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? I said, "Oh, you deserve a cold." You know what I mean? Because that means he's putting his best foot forward. Um, and de- dealing with playing incarceration, because this could definitely have to be another panel, maybe next week or yeah, maybe next Monday. Um, but I want to get into the birth of this nation. Um, Calvin, Byron, y'all both have boys. You have a daughter as well, Cal. But in doing so, has there been a time that you ever taught your child about complying, dealing with law enforcement? Let's start with let's start with the law enforcement man, uh, Byron. I tell him to do the same thing that I do. Um, I don't have time for all of I, I want them to get out my way. And, and let me tell you, and this is why. Even though being in law You talking about the police. Police. I want, <laughs> I want you to go on about your day, man. I don't have time for all that. So it starts with me when I go to Secretary of State. When I take my picture, I'm smiling. <laughs> so, you know, I'm putting you at ease. I got you. You know, I'm putting you at ease because I don't know what kind of day that you had. Mm-hmm. By the time you pull me over, license registration already out the window. So now that cuts down the conversation. It cuts it down the half because when he sees that, it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. All right. In his mind, I'm going home. Right. In my mind, I'm, I'm going, going home. home. Right. So he got that all up. Why you pulled me over, Saul? Why you pulled me over? Why you do? Man, listen. Ain't got time for all of that. Because now you're creating a problem. Yeah. You know, everybody can do it their own way. What you going to argue? How you going to argue with this? You can't. You can't argue with that. And he's like, okay, well, he'd be like, oh, just Thanks. be right back. Yeah. Yeah. He said, ah, you know what? You're good. Just go ahead. A lot of times they'd be like that to yeah. me. I know it happened to Especially me. Especially if your name clean too. I just want to put that out there. And if you do have something on there that's minor, they say, you know what? Go and get that taken care of, man. Get that yeah. taken care of. Or I, you have seven days. You're right on the ticket. You got seven days to get this taken care of. You know I've been I mean? I've been let go way more times than I've been arrested when I know I should have been arrested mm-hmm. by being polite. By being polite, yeah. but and, and actually, like you said, cut out the confrontation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my license and registration, not reaching for it and all that. Here it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He said, "Do you know I stopped before?" I said, "Honestly, no, but uh, whatever I need to do, you know, you run mm-hmm. my name." And they were like, "You know, you got a warrant for your arrest." I was like, "Ah." Didn't know that. Yeah. He said, you need to take care of that. I'm just going to write your citation. You have a good day. And I, I went home safely or came to the office safely. A lot of times people go into this whole thing. of uh, I don't watch people do um, this whole sovereignty thing, being a Moorish American. But why? You, let, me, let me see a sergeant. And then, you know, now you got 20 cops outside of your car. You feel me? And they looking at like, oh, my God, you, you all this money getting paid out. You feel me? You understand how much you really wasting our damn time. You feel me? You got to know the mentality. See, a lot of these guys are dealing with PTSD. They got problems at home. They alcoholics. The wife is cheating wife on them. Left them. Right. The wife is cheating on them. Um, or one of his one of his boys workers is banging, banging his wife, <laughs> banging the hell out of them. 
So when you talking about what you <laughs> pull me over for, I'm pulling you over because my wife is pregnant by my by my partner. So right. They got they got underlying things yes. that's going on. It's really not you. You just yeah, put the icing that, on the cake, everybody. and that's every yeah, yeah. that's everyone, and yeah. that's everybody. So yeah. you gotta you gotta have some if you if you know your speed, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. It's just simple. Byron made a great point. I remember I didn't have. This might be telling my whole story, but <laughs> I didn't have. I, my license was in hock for years. Yeah, mine too. With that, uh, uh, what do you call that? The that uh, act where if you got a ticket, you had to pay off a oh, certain yeah. amount, right? So they oh, had me or something like that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. right, and so I was going through hell in this journey right like so a lot of people don't know what i've gone through to get here right right and so um i remember one time i'm in a car arguing with the ex and i'm blow i'm talking about i done had hennessy and and martell to the roof and i'm leaving some some family house headed home and i'm in old park oh right yeah and so i'm driving i call my boy tone on the phone me and him talking. I said, man, we over here. He like, Cal. I said, oh, man, the police behind me. I said, I'll call you right back. He said, call you right back? I said, yeah, I'll call you right back. And I get off the phone. Mm-hmm. And old park police pulled me over. Nah, you run my plates. You know <laughs> everything is suspended. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> everything. Everything. So this fact, no insurance, no License. My license in hot. Tag bad. Tag bad. <laughs> right? right? I reach in. All of the no-nos. Before he get there, yes, officer. And I'm talking about I hit the window. You, I know you can smell it. <laughs> right? Mm. Yes, officer. How can I help you? He said, uh, you swerving all over the world. I say, yeah, I'm in here. Uh, having a discussion with my wife, and you know, it just got a little out of control. He said, "License registration, uh, you know, and and your insurance." I, and I handed him, "Here's my license. I don't have no insurance, right?" And so here you go. He goes back to the car. Now this is the fifth time mm. I got pulled up. Right? Wow. He comes back to the car. Do you know what what time time limit? It's in the evening. No, it's about time limit for us. You got the fifth time you got put up within within a year. Oh no, months. this was during this journey. So this is within like the last two years. Wow. So this is the fifth time, right? And he come back to the car. He said, "Mr. Man, where you live?" I said, "Just across eight mile, right over off a hovel." He said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Mr. Man, go straight home." I said, "That's where I was headed. I really appreciate you." And I called Tom back. He said, man, how the hell you do that? <laughs> I said, because, like he, the brother said, had they pulled me over and I got out on some ignorant shit, mm-hmm. I don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm already blown. And I'm swerving. And you black. And I'm black. Right? And you're on eight mile. And right. I ain't on eight mile. I'm on nine mile. Oh! Right? But in that process... You guys understand something? Don't matter where you, you are. are right? It don't. It don't matter where you are. If you, if you, that honesty piece is the best policy. Please be I'm kind to rewind. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was a story. For, I'm gonna let you go very quick because we got to get out of here. We're gonna say we're gonna tell you where to find Emmy ad and everyone to expose this. But listen, a friend of mine was so drunk 
to where the, the the police officer and it so happened to be my friend's father and he knew we all rode together he let him sit in the, his back seat of his squad car to get himself situated he just stayed there he's like hell i got 45 minutes i could blow you know what i mean let him go to sleep where cool off, cool off. Yeah. he let him do what he do he said he got out once he got out he threw up he said he was straight uh Shout out to Greg Quas, Daddy, Mr. Qu- Mr. Quas. He was a cool police officer. He threw up. He said, okay. His exact words, now motherfucker, get home. <laughs> I don't want to catch you out here like this again. And he let him go home. And, and Greg's father also stopped me, and I ain't know it was Greg's father. He said, oh, God damn it, Doc, what you doing out here this time of night? I said, well, honestly, Mr. Carl, I was headed to the office. He said, man, you better leave them old boot mouth girls alone because you're out here at 3.30 in the morning. Boot mouth. Boot mouth. He said, you're out here at 3.30 in the morning and you got the liquor on the front seat. Mm. I was being ignorant. I had a seatbelt on it and everything. Yeah. And I was so drunk, I didn't realize. He said, "You are you going home or are you going somewhere else? I said, I'm going home. He said, man, get your ass home. Yep. Text me when you get home. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. So uh, on that note, y'all, thank y'all for watching the Rise and Ground Morning Show. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., right here on Podcastic. We streaming on Streamcastic. I'd like to thank our guest, uh, Mr. Byron Williams. Thank y'all for coming through. Uh, and also, Mr. Calvin, man, thank you for coming through. And also, uh, Brittany Chanel, thank Brittany you for your in- thank you for your input. You was a lovely. You, you always bring the truth. When it comes to black men and this family relationships, Calvin, tell them where they can find you at. Uh, we getting ready to launch January fifteenth. We're looking for boys eight to fourteen, as well as boys fourteen to twenty four to eight to fourteen uh, at New Saint Paul, uh, and the cost is two twenty five for fourteen weeks. We teach them to lead. You can reach me at emmyworld dot com e m i y world dot com. And the 14 to 24s, I believe we'll have an announcement for a sponsor that'll cover the first 10 boys into the program. Uh-huh. How much it right. cost per boy? For month? the 14 to 24s, it's 250 okay. They get financial literacy. They get to open up their own financial account. We expose them to business, college access, all of that. Um, uh, other than that, that's where you can reach me, 313-638-3649. And uh, get ready because we we getting ready to relaunch uh, Emmy Apparel. We going for our own money. That's what's up. Shout out to Emmy, Kevin. Good one, uh, Byron Williams. Someone that can find you at. Also, you an author. Yes, sir. Tell them where they can find you. At. You can find all my books on Amazon.com slash author slash Byron Williams, and you can check me out every Monday on Podcastic Two. Uh, Kings of Crown will be back on January 15th, 16th. Yeah, yeah whatever that Monday is. <laughs> whatever that Monday is. High noon. High noon. All right. <laughs> also, uh, Calvin is author. Calvin, where can they find your books? Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Get that 15 things you ain't know about fatherhood. Yep, that's what's up. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is, it's, it's, yeah, pretty good. Brittany, tell them where they can find you at. Here. Uh, <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, Brittany Chanel, Instagram, Brittany Chanel, Facebook. Um, to be always consequences. To um, be or not to be. Um, oh, <laughs> and I got some stuff coming up this year because it's 2023, so I'll keep y'all posted on all of that. Come on with it. Come on with it. Um, you can find me right here on the Rise of the Ground Morning Show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Also Tuesday night, 9:30 on Girth with D Guns, my man Q Lewis, and our new edit. Young lady, Miss Charla. Charla is doing it. Charla Anthony on Facebook. Hey, y'all, until next time, I really appreciate y'all. And I would like to say, see y'all later. And thanks, Shay. Oh, my God, for the entertainment news. We are out of here.